verses of Scripture that have to do with our worry and anxiety and fear. Our, uh, uh, these are troubling times, and so we, we, I've been focusing for the last few months as since about, I don't know, end of February. We've been, we've been talking about these verses that help us to figure out what to do with our anxiety and worry and, and who is God in all of this. And, and so, do you feel surrounded right now? Does it seem like the bad news just keeps coming? Like, like it, it just, everything is closing in on us. I mean, it seems like we get a little bit of good news on the, on the COVID thing, and we get bad political news. And then we, we get more un, civil unrest. We get officers, law enforcement officers being targeted because of, what, of the job they do. It, 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 the, the world just seems to be closing in. And so we, we start to feel surrounded by all of this. And, and Psalm 125, as, uh, as you probably saw from our memory verse, Psalm 125 is where we're going to be today. And Psalm 125 says we are surrounded. But not by all that. We're surrounded by God. We are surrounded by the presence and the power and the steadfastness and the faithfulness of God. That's how we're surrounded. So, so open Psalm 125. It will be up here behind me. Open Psalm 125. It's just five short verses. And let's read this. Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. It cannot be shaken. It remains forever. The mountains surround Jerusalem and the Lord surrounds his people both now and forever. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous so that the righteous will not apply their hands to injustice. Do what is good, Lord, to the good, to those whose hearts are upright. But as for those who turn aside to crooked ways, the Lord will banish them with the evildoers. So you can see Psalm 125, is a, it, it, this, this is, if you read the little subscript above it, uh, so as we look at the context of Psalm 125, it says that it's a song, a song of ascents. And what that means is, as they ascended the Temple Mount to go to the temple, they chanted or sung this. So you, you, can, you can hear this being chanted or sung as they're walking up towards church. They're going to do church, and they're singing on their way up there. And, and it's also called a psalm of confidence. Now, can you see why? Because it expresses an, a, a tremendous amount of confidence in who God is, doesn't it? it it's a confidence and assurance of who God is here. Now, as, you, as we study today, I want you to think about Israel as we study, and maybe even specifically Jerusalem as we study this. Here's why. Think about what you know about uh, uh, all of history and Israel. Israel has been under attack all the time, every day throughout history. <laughs> it, it has been conquered by pretty much every nation in the world, I think. At one time or another, the boots of soldiers of pretty much every nation, certainly in that area, have, have wandered through Israel. It has been under attack its whole history. For a time period, it did not even exist as a place. It existed in the hearts of the people. But it didn't exist as a place for a time period until at the end of World War II when it was granted 
its nationhood, I guess you could say, and it became a place again. But still today, Israel lives surrounded by its enemies. It is attacked daily on all sides from enemies that are on all sides. And yet, Israel still is, isn't it? Israel still exists. And so it exists, in my view, entirely because of the hand of God. Entirely because God said it would, it will. You know, a lot, can be, a lot of these same things can be said of the church. Throughout history, the church that proclaims Jesus Christ has been under attack from all sides. It's been, it's been they have tried to destroy it from the outside and from the inside. It has been under attack constantly, and yet it still is because God said it would be. God said the church is his idea, his way of, of us prospering, spiritually growing. And so the church exists because God said it would, because of the hand of God. Not because mankind hasn't tried to destroy it, but because God won't let it be destroyed. Now, put that now to yourself. We have been under attack constantly. There is bad news everywhere. It's, it's a terrible political climate. It's, a, it's the, the, the health stuff. The everything, the civil unrest, all of this seems to be attacking us from all sides, and yet we still are. Why? Because of the hand of God. Because God said we would be. And so as we study our way through Psalm 125, I want you to put it on those three levels. I want you to understand it in, in light of Israel and how Israel exists by the hand of God and no other reason. How the, uh, put it in, in, in the church because it exists by the hand of God and no other reason. And you and I, because we exist by the hand of God and no other reason. So what does this tell us about God? What does it say about God? It says God is our Mount Zion. Now Mount Zion is mentioned 155 times in the Old Testament and seven more in the New Testament. It is a constant Archaeologists tell us that, that, that the Mount Zion was the beginning of Jerusalem, that the first buildings were built on top of it, and, and Jerusalem spread from there down the mountain and around it. It was the beginning. The, the, the prophets all through the Old Testament tell us that Mount Zion is God's mountain. In fact, Joel and Micah both say that it's the capital of the world because that's where God is. Because God will reign from there, that's the capital of the entire world. Mount Zion. God is our Mount Zion. He is unshakable, unstoppable, immovable. The same as he was, he will be. He's our God. That's our God. So you picture the strength and security and beauty of a mountain in your head, that's the picture we're given of God, our God. Our God is that kind of strength and beauty and security and protection. 
It tells us also that God surrounds us. Now, the picture painted here by the, the, the psalmist in verse 2 is that Jerusalem is surrounded by mountains. And if you look at a map, there are, they are, there are seven mountains that surround Jerusalem. They call them the seven hills of Jerusalem. You can, uh, you can look at it on Google Maps. It's, it's completely surrounded by mountains. So that gives them a, a sense of protection, of security, of stability, because they're completely surrounded by the mountains. Now, there's a difference, though, between God and the mountains, isn't there? Mountains passively protect, but things can still go over them. Still can, th enemies can still defeat the mountains. God actively surrounds us, actively protects us, and nothing defeats him. Nothing gets over him. Nothing gets by him. He's our active protection. So this picture is protection, but it's also the presence of God. You know, we live in the mountains. We know what it's like when you go down to the valley and feel unprotected. When you go to, to a, 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 an area, that, whether it be Tucson or Phoenix, and I'm not talking about because of the city, I'm just talking about the mountains aren't there for that sense of security. That's what the, the that's that's how the, the picture is for us here by the psalmist. He tells us that that the 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 presence, the very presence of God surrounds us like the mountains surround Jerusalem. It also tells us that God is steadfast. Steadfast. Is there anything more steadfast? than a mountain? Yes, the God who made the mountain. That's our God. The God that made the mountain is our God. And it tells us that God does good to the good. Now, again, put this in, in context of Israel, the church, and yourself. Does it mean that, that Israel never had to face any trials? No, that's not what that means. They, they face trials all the time. But they endured. You will endure. The church has endured. You will endure. Because God says you will endure. We, God does good to those who do good. Righteousness is, in fact, its own reward, isn't it? Righteousness is its own reward, yet God still blesses righteousness. He still blesses when we live right. So what does it say about us? It says that we are surrounded and protected all the time. Mountains don't move, do they? Mountains don't ever, ever shift and, and, and leave us. Mountains are solid. We are surrounded all the time by our God, all the time. It says that God is our destination, our motivation, and our protection. We're headed for the mountain of God, right? We're headed for Mount Zion. And when we come to Christ, we're on Mount Zion and surrounded by Mount Zion. We are literally, he, he's our destination, he's our motivation for living, and he's our protection for the journey along the way. There will be enemy attacks. There will. 
but you will endure because Israel has endured. The church has endured because God endures. And it also tells us that evil and those that do evil will not prevail. Look at verse 3. The scepter of the wicked will not remain over the land allotted to the righteous. You know, as we look around right now, it seems like evil is reigning, doesn't it? It will not prevail. God will always prevail. Why? Because he's been here before. Again, think about Israel. Think about the church. Think about your life up to this moment. It's not like evil never existed before now. Maybe it seems worse now. But it's, it's not as if evil never hasn't existed until now. And God still has prevailed. Israel still has prevailed. His church still has prevailed. And you and I still will prevail. To borrow a, a, a line from a Mercy Me song, there ain't no storm that can change how this ends. There ain't no storm that changes how this ends. We know how this ends. God prevails. We win. So what must we do? We must first be among the righteous. We must first be among those with upright hearts. And God's made that way. And it's Jesus Christ. No other way. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We need to know Jesus in order to know God. We need to know Jesus so that we have the, the right, his righteousness given to us when we give him our sin. We need to know Christ. And then we need to trust in the Lord, trust his protection, trust his plan. It's, it's sometimes hard to, to back up and think that all of this that's going on in our society right now, it's not outside God's plan, or it wouldn't happen. Everything that's going on right now, God is going to use for his glory. He's going to use for, for his plan to come to fruition. Everything that's going on. We have to trust his, his sovereignty. We have to trust his protection. We have to trust that he will prevail. We have to trust his plan. Even the plan that includes hard times. Did Israel face hard times ever? <laughs> yes, every day. Did the, has the church ever faced hard times? Yes, every day. Will you and I face hard times? Yes, every day. But we will prevail because our God prevails. Because our God is the mountain. We are on the mountain. We are, we are protected by the mountain. Our God is that mountain. So let's look, let's look at, uh, at verse 1, phrase by phrase. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. Picture the mountain of God in your mind. When we trust the Lord, when we trust Christ as our Savior, we are on that mountain. That mountain surrounds us and protects us. That mountain 
is where we live. The mountain of God, Mount Zion. That's our home. The capital of the world is our home. It cannot be shaken. It remains forever. Do mountains ever tremble? Scripture says yes, actually, when God speaks. Do rocks cry out? Yes, when Jesus tells them to. But do mountains ever move? No. They don't move. And as a matter of fact, I was reading this week that, that mountains actually, uh, they kind of direct earthquakes and storms. They actually kind of have a, 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 an effect on where earthquakes and storms go. Our God is that mountain. He's directing the earthquake and the storm where it needs to go. Our God is that mountain. We live in the mountains, and, and we look around. You know, some of the trees that are, that are right here outside our, our window are hundreds of years old. Hundreds of years to grow a tree to the, to the size it is. The mountain preexisted that as a place to grow. God preexisted the mountain and placed it here. That's the God that surrounds us with his presence, with his power. That's the God that, that, that has Mount Zion, that, we, that surrounds us with his presence, with his power, with his beauty, with his strength, with his stability, with his steadfastness. That's our God. So as we look around and, and start thinking, man, the, the world's just coming apart, we need to be on the mountain. We need to take our eyes off the valley and put them on the mountain. Will you focus on the mountain? Will you ascend the mountain of God? Will you be over and above the, the problems and challenges and, and things and trust, trust God's protection his plan, his, his strength, his stability, his steadfastness, his faithfulness, will you trust in the Lord? That's my question for you this morning. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads as you consider that question. Are you trusting in what you can do or will you trust in the Lord? Take this moment right now to picture yourself on the mountain of God. Take this moment right here and tell God you will trust Him, His protection, His strength, His steadfastness. Trust that He is surrounding you. Trust his plan. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you for the reminder, Father, that you're not far away. You are surrounding us right now. Your faithfulness, your steadfastness, your strength, your power surrounding us right now. Help us to keep our eye on the mountain and not on the valley as we go through our week. 
In Jesus' name, amen.